You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods, yeah One in particular, I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them on Twitter at pigskinpodnet, or you can search the hashtag TPPN, which we tag as we go live, as does all the other shows a part of this network. Wrestling, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, we've got it all. Any of your sports needs, we've got it covered, so check out all of the amazing podcasts. Uh, We are here on an amazing Friday. We've got a very interesting weekend of football ahead of us. Super wild card weekend. It's honestly one of my favorite weekends of the year. Mostly just because we always get at well, usually it's two full days of really typically really great matchups. As it's the first round of the playoffs, there's a couple of games on here. Well, we're talking about today. I'm not sure going to be great, but typically they're very good games. Uh, and now we get it extended into Monday as well, which is kind of fun. Uh, so we're going to talk all of uh, all of those, as you guys can see, if you're watching live or. If you're not, you're about, you're listening on the podcast, you're about to hear Dennis is not with us. So just a little housekeeping notes to start off the show. We're going to save, we talked on Monday, we're going to do some rookie stuff. We're going to save that for Monday when Dennis gets back. So Matt is here though. Matt, how are you doing on this amazing Friday? Yeah, this is a good time for all of us out there to brace the special ladies um, or special people in our lives that you're about to have three consecutive weekend nights of football. I may have just done a show with my wife when I was going over the schedule. I saw the expression on her face when it dawned on her that there were games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. 
you know, maybe next Friday you look at a date night, maybe tonight, you know, take the trash out, make a special dinner. Uh, I know I'm going to make a special dinner. We are not leaving the house because yesterday it was 65 and a beautiful day. And currently it is 32 and I'm watching snow fly straight sideways thanks to the north wind. So Mm -hmm. fantastic. What a launch into the weekend. Yeah, we're we're about to get hit. Obviously, we don't really get snow that often. We do it shuts down the whole state. If anybody remembers what happened to Texas last year, but uh, we uh, I think it's supposed to drop into like the high twenties, maybe or low thirties for Saturday, Sunday, and I think Monday. So yeah, I, you know I'm I'm lucky. I I my wife is uh she'll be working this weekend, so I'll be uh, I'll be able to to watch a lot of football, and then you know Monday comes. But uh yeah, it's uh. I don't know that I'll get to watch all the games, and we'll we'll discuss it because we get to. Uh, now, are you off on Monday? Because it no, is I, Martin Luther King Day. We we are off, and my wife's my wife's work actually got closed um, because yeah. of too many COVID cases. She's a preschool yeah. teacher, so she actually gets Monday off too, which I think made it even worse that there's football every day. Yeah, no, I wish uh, I am not off on Monday. My job does not believe in many holidays outside of like. Uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, July 4th, and Labor Day, and I'm pretty sure that's it. There's probably one I'm missing in there, but uh, so I'm pretty sure we get five. Yeah, New Year's, that's the one. Yeah, so great time to be alive. Anyway, so let's, um, before we jump into previewing Super Wild Card Weekend, Matt, Dennis is not here. Yep. Why don't you tell us a way that he always gets kind of a leg up on his competition in a way that you can as well to help your dynasty teams out in the offseason? Yeah, you know, the dynasty season is 365 days a week. If you've been following along on the campus to Canton site, you know that I transitioned from uh, stock watches of what people did during the week to now a series of stashes as we go into this magical time of the offseason. But if you want to do some of the research to help dominate your dynasty league, Get the Dynasty GM from Dynasty Nerds. It's the tool you need to get the job done. It integrates seamlessly with your MFL, Sleeper, Flea Flicker, and FFPC leagues. You can use the league analyzer to identify your team's strengths and weaknesses, as if we didn't already sometimes know those sad strengths and weaknesses. You can use the trade calculator to put together deals within the league. You can use the player share tracker to keep track of your roster ship, your exclusive rankings, figure out how many teams you still have Brian Edwards on. Um, You know, I'm keeping hope alive after that 90-yard output last week. But if you use code ROUNDTABLE, For the 15% off the monthly or annual subscription, you can bundle the Dynasty GM with the Nerd Herd to save even more. So go check that out today. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, really cool. You know, I know Dennis mentioned last time you can run mock drafts based on the picks that you have in your league through there as well. A lot of fun. Uh, So I would definitely suggest checking out. It's it's just a really cool app to look at too when it comes to looking at your teams and everybody else's. So let's kick it off, which I think is going to be probably one of the better games of the weekend, and that is the 10-7 and Las Vegas Raiders at the 10-7 and Cincinnati Bengals. Matt, the last four weeks give the Raiders any momentum heading into this game? You know, I really think it does. We, we saw the two years prior, the Raiders started hot, and it was a late fade that knocked them from the playoffs, and we kind of 
tended to think with everything that was going on with that team that when they were sitting at six and seven there in mid-December, that was that was pretty much the end. But at every spot, they've defied expectations. They've continued to fight hard. They're actually getting healthier. Finally got Darren Waller back in week 18. He's working his way up. It'll be an interesting to see how this team fares against the Bengals now because when they met in November, it was a 32-13 to 13 game, which sounds incredibly lopsided, but it was really a 19-point fourth quarter by the Bengals to kind of put it out of reach. It was a much closer game than I think people remember, and that was a point in time where the Raiders, I think, were struggling a little bit and were kind of up and down. I feel like they're a little bit of a stronger team, and that should give them a chance to compete on Saturday. Yeah, what worries me about the Raiders is something you just said. They were a little bit up and down. I kind of feel like that's who they've been the whole back half of the season. Like they were really good earlier in the year, and then it just seems like they've kind of been up and down. So very curious to see what version of the Raiders shows up in this game. Because if if Derek Carr doesn't show up and play well with Cincinnati, I mean, their home road splits are ridiculous. And with them being at home, they have a they for whatever reason play much better at home. You know, I say for whatever reason, a lot of teams play much better at home. It's really only the Chargers who don't. Uh, but Joe Burrow, I think he he's averaging right around three hundred and fifty yards a game passing at home. Mixon is looking a little bit more healthy. Like I think they may rely may my goodness, I can't speak today may rely on him a little bit more. Like I think this has a chance to be a shootout and a very very good game. Um, and I do think the Raiders have a chance to keep up, and especially as you mentioned with Darren Waller coming back, he he's a big part of that offense. It could help them out a lot. I mean, the Bengals, as you mentioned, won at thirty-two to thirteen in November. Do you think that's the like more reasonable outcome here? You know, the Bengals. We we talked about the Raiders being up and down. The Bengals were certainly up and down this season. Every time you kind of started to think that you they got into a groove they would fall off a little bit. And then when you would think, well, maybe they're just a year too early, they would rise up to the challenge. You are right. You know, when they're on, they're incredibly tough to beat. Um, Last week, they really wasn't really a great example. They took the foot off the gas. They didn't play a lot of their players. I was very impressed by the resiliency and the effort that they showed against the Chiefs. I think it's going to come down to – Uh, You know, we saw against a very dangerous Chargers team, the Raiders defense was able to do just enough caving in the offensive line uh, to put Justin Herbert under pressure and to keep uh, Austin Eckler from being able to get free. I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Can the Bengals offensive line keep that Raiders front out and give Joe Burrow the time he needs to find all those weapons down the field? Or is he going to be under constant pressure and have trouble moving the ball. Yeah, it's man. I can't, like I said, I really cannot wait for this game. I, there's so many different ways that I think this game could go. I'm excited just to see what Burrow looks like. I mean, the last time we've seen him kind of in games like this would have been their national championship run, where he was just like poison collected the entire playoffs. They just destroyed Clemson, that everybody thought would be at least a decent game. They, they went into Clemson and just uh, – it was a close game, I believe, up until halftime, if I'm remembering that game correctly, and they really kind of pulled away. But, you know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, the defense for the Bengals hasn't been quite as good as it was earlier in the season, so that's another aspect of this, too. I'm watching because if Derek Carr and the Raiders show up and they're playing well, like I said, this, this could be a very sneaky game. 
Did you pick anybody? Well, you had to. So we have our playoff challenge rolling. Who, I'm sorry, is the way I should have phrased this. Did you pick from these two teams uh, to put on your team? I took Jamar Chase and Darren Waller, kind of based on positions I needed. I mean, Chase, it feels like I I waffled about whether to go with Higgins, but I ended up going with Chase. Uh, And then for the Raiders, you know, you could make a case for Renfro, but the other – passing game options and I, I didn't really feel strongly about Jacobs. So I thought Waller was a high um, upside choice for tight end. So I believe I took Daniel Carlson and Joe Mixon. Cause I, I wasn't sure that the Raiders went on any further than yeah. this. And I think he's got a chance to kick a couple field goals. And then I, I actually think I've got the Bengals going to the AFC championship game, which may be just like the kiss of death because I've said that out loud now, but, uh, I, I think that they're going to end up going pretty far here. Um, so I, I have Mixon from the Bengals side, and I mean, I just said I'm going pretty far. I have them winning. I do think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I, I think it's probably going to be like a 28, 24, 28, 21 type of game, but I do have the Bengals winning. Who are you picking to win the game? Yeah, Dennis took the Bengals as well. Um, I'm taking the Raiders. Oh, interesting. Hey, you took the Raiders to get in when we took the uh, – Took the Chargers. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, they've been playing. They've they've played well. It's 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 in my opinion, it kind of sucks. Because I think, I mean, if I'm being honest, there's only two games I'm really looking forward to this whole weekend. And like, it, I think it, they kick off both days, so that's what makes it very interesting. Because like, you know, we were just talking beforehand. You know, get your wife ready. Like, I might use Saturday night. Well, Saturday night's game. Saturday Saturday night's good. The Sunday night game, I cannot bring myself to believe that that's going to be in any way close. We'll get to it. But that's the Steelers at the Chiefs. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer that that's one of our primetime. I wish 49ers-Cowboys was the one they sunk into primetime on Sunday, and they dropped the Chiefs-Steelers down into the afternoon. I just – we have two incredible primetime games and one that I'm like, well, it exists. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. I, I might use that. Uh, that's fine with me. I might use Sunday night as my chance to uh, watch Eternals because I haven't had a chance to do that yet. And I know it dropped on Disney Plus the other day, so I know my wife wants to watch it. Maybe I was like, "Oh, you don't want to watch your Steelers get their asses kicked." Let's uh, let's watch some TV. The Saturday night game: the ten and seven New England Patriots at the eleven and six Buffalo Bills. The Patriots have been up and down of late. What does Mac Jones need to do here to get the win? Yeah, and when these two teams met the first time, December 6th, it was in Buffalo. It was frigid. That's pretty much what the conditions are going to be on Saturday night. That one was a very windy game, and that famously, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. They were able to run for 222 yards and hold on for the 14-10 to 10 win. Since that game, the Patriots went 1-3 and three to close the season, with the only win being a shellacking of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've seen Mac Jones struggle when they've put more of the game on his shoulders. So I think if you're the Patriots, you have to hope that you're playing good defense and your running game is on point. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, what did he do in the last game that they played the Buffalo Bills? I don't He um, threw a couple of interceptions and yeah, I don't they lost that. thirty three they lost thirty-three to twenty-one on December twenty-sixth. Josh and that it was like a tale of two quarterbacks. Mac Jones didn't get asked to do anything in the first game, and Josh Allen couldn't do anything. And then the next game, when they needed to try to go upscale, they forced Mac Jones into a couple of turnovers, and Josh Allen threw for 314 yards and three touchdowns. So that's really 
you know, it's really going to, you know, it's cliche to say a playoff game comes down to the quarterbacks, but in this case that, you know, in those two matchups, we really saw what the Patriots are trying to avoid and what the bills need. Yeah, I mean, Damian Harris, I imagine, is probably going to be in for a big workload again here. They'll probably sprinkle in Ramondre Stevenson. It's, I mean, it's a big one. I mean, I think the one thing that's probably working for the both sides in this one is, I know you mentioned it's going to be very cold, but it doesn't seem like the wind's going to be as bad as it was in that one. So maybe they're allowed to do a little bit. I did hear something today, which I had no idea, I guess, Josh Allen has like poor circulation issues with his feet, which is why apparently he thinks he struck or he feels he struggles a little bit in uh, really cold weather games. Cause they, you know, maybe he shouldn't be in Buffalo then. That's all I got. Well, I mean, I agree to that, college but... in Wyoming, Wyoming's. I was just going to say like, he gets some like really, really good foot warmers or something like take the hand warmers and stuff them in your cleats or something. I don't know. I mean, look, I don't, I mean, that last game, they were talking about how Brady in cold weather games, you know, pioneered kind of wearing a wetsuit, and that's what Mac Jones did. Maybe Josh Allen needs to think about something the same like thing. that. Yeah. For Josh Allen and the Bills, I mean, as you mentioned, they split with the Patriots, losing that first one in that really weird weather, cold game, and then winning this last one just a couple of weeks ago. Can they win the rubber match? Yeah, and you know they finished after losing that game on December sixth. While the Patriots went one and three down the stretch, the Bills went four and one, which is the difference in them being able to win the AFC East and host this game. There's a couple of things they go as far as Josh Allen can take them. That's really how their team is built. If he's turning the ball over a lot, that's going to be a problem. But as we have noted, it was partially down the stretch there that they really worked on getting the running game going and they found some really good and explosive production from Devin Singletary. So while the Patriots have to have a good running game, I think, to win. The Bills will be much more successful if they can get Singletary going uh, to help take some pressure off Allen to keep him from turning the ball over. Yeah, which I expect that they'll be able to. You know, you've got – I just think you've got a lot of better weapons, too, on Buffalo's side. You've got Gabe Davis. You've got Cole Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders is like their four now. Stefan Diggs, obviously Dawson Knox at tight end. And then you have Devin Singletary and, and realistically they still could use Zach Moss. I know he's kind of faded here a little bit now that Devin Singletary has come on, but I'm with you. I think he's shown here in the back half of the season that when they give him the ball and that, that running game can get going, this is a completely different offense. They are a much more dangerous offense. Very curious to see if they do that to start off the game. And if it starts, you know, if it's not working, they do. What they did the other uh, a couple weeks ago, and then they just go all in on relying on Josh Allen to get them the win. Uh, but I do think this has a chance to be – it's going to be a defensive struggle. I don't know that this gets to be like a really big offensive game, especially with the fact of the weather. I think Bill is going to want to play run game defense, and then it's going to come down to can Devin Singletary do the same thing on the other side for Buffalo. Yeah. Well, and that's that's really, I think, what – the Patriots need to have happen because we saw in that second game, if Josh Allen gets going and is going for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, it's too hard. The Patriots just really aren't built in that style to be a, you know, high scoring back and forth, despite the 50 points they hung on the Jags. Yeah. What, uh, who did you pick now for, for your playoff challenge for these two? Do you remember? (laughs) 
I picked Josh Allen because if you recall, my preseason yeah. pick was Bill's Cowboys for the Super Bowl, and I'm not ready to quit that yet. So I took Josh Allen. For the Patriots, I took Damian Harris. I'm trying to remember who I took for the Patriots. And I cannot for the life. Oh, I took their defense because I don't think it's going to be high scoring. And I wanted to get like my defense out in the first round in case they get like really well, which probably wasn't the best idea now because the defenses can score well. And I guess if they can't get negative points, like the worst you could do is give me a zero every week. But I went with uh, with Patriots defense and I went with Josh Allen as well. I feel like he's one of the quarterbacks who has the highest likelihood of making it to the Super Bowl. And I wanted to try and get at least one quarterback in. I am taking the Bills to win a close game here. I'm going 17-10. Like I don't I don't think it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, Dennis and I also took the Bills. All right. On Oh, this is the late game Saturday? There's three games on Saturday? How did no, I realize this, this is the early game Sunday. Early Sunday. Okay. okay yeah, it's the you. first game. It's uh 1 Eastern. Interesting. There's two Not games any- Saturday. So the uh, the Bengals are at 4.30 Eastern, and then the Bills are at 8.15 Eastern. Uh, Sunday, Buccaneers host at 1 Eastern. Dallas hosts at 4.30 Eastern, 4.40 Eastern. And then the Chiefs host at 8.15 Eastern. And then the Monday night game is in the regular Monday slot. I guess it makes me a little bit happier. I got to go up birthday party saturday morning so i thought like i was gonna miss some of the early no, part of the Bengals not. game not you should you morning. should be home it'd be a 3 30 kickoff oh no, no no sir i will be home now that i know it's a 3 30 kickoff i thought i was gonna have to find ways to watch it at the birthday party it's 3 30 but guys have fun it's been it's been a good ride i feel a little your much child is older healthy. congratulations yeah <laughs> Then the Philadelphia Eagles are nine and eight, and they are going to Tampa Bay, who were thirteen and four, as Matt just mentioned. What do we expect here from Jalen Hurts? Yeah, and I think this game, you know, again, it's a little cliche, but it's it's bearing out. It's a tale of two quarterbacks in this game, especially with uh, you know Philadelphia. I think it's been about Jalen Hurts this year. He went eight and seven in his first full time year as a starter. 3,144 yards, 16 TDs, only nine INTs, ran for 784 yards and 10 TDs. He's going to have to be on point uh, for Philadelphia. They, you know, Dallas Goddard has been a decent weapon. Devonta Smith has been a decent weapon. The way you beat that that Tampa Bay defense is to throw. Yeah, that's what worries me. I don't uh, – we saw – I do think this could be a very different game. There was a lot of players out on both sides when they first met, matched up. I think what the Eagles had a couple offensive linemen missing. I know Dallas Goddard for sure was out in this one. Uh, I know the Buccaneers had some defensive players that were out. I think it was the secondary, which doesn't make me feel much better. But there's a lot of players out the first time that these two teams played. So I do think this can be a very a different game. This is Hurts' chance to prove it, though. You know, we have kind of been talking all season that I thought he played better and better. I felt like he's kind of locked up at least getting one more year as the Eagles starter. But I think if he goes out there and kind of craps the bed this weekend, they may change that because they do have a lot of picks in the draft this coming year. Go ahead. Yeah, and so that was, uh, you know, when these two teams played, um, it was like early October. Um, yeah. But that it was – Hurts, you know, he ended up with 44 yards and two touchdowns on the ground that made his numbers look better. But 
12 of 26, 115 yards, a TD, and then INT. That's where, you know, you got to come yeah. up a little larger, especially in the playoffs. And we've seen young quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke took them to the limit last year for Washington, but you're going to have to be a little bit better. And I feel like Hertz got sharper as a passer, at least going through the season. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about October. That was at a point where, you know, we had people like, and I'm, I'm not trying to throw Dennis under the bus cause he's not here, but Dennis was bringing up like, is he even going to be the start of the rest of the season? And I, I kept mentioning, like, at that point, he still hadn't played a full NFL season yet. Like, let's see. Uh, I do think that he's progressing. He's a little bit different than what we saw earlier in the year. But, again, I do think Dennis could, at the end of the day, be right because if he does not go out there and have a good game, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the QB of the future. I still think he, he's he got a good shot to keep this game close. Uh, but, you know, he's going to need his young wide receivers to step up as well. You know, you just mentioned that they've really got to get that passing going. It's good that they get Goddard back now. They did not have him in that first matchup. But, you know, Jalen Rager has, if I think if we're all being honest, has been a, been a disappointment the past two seasons. You know, Devonta Smith has made plays, but I don't know that he's really stepped up so far this season. So they're really going to have to, you know, come come play with the, with, with the bright lights uh, shining there on Sunday. For the Buccaneers, I mean, Tom Brady's proven he can pretty much take anybody and everybody to the Super Bowl. This Buccaneers offense, especially, has really been decimated with injuries. Can him and the Buccaneers overcome that this week? Yeah, I mean, you know, you heard Bruce Arians during the week talk about that he thought if Brady wasn't the MVP, it's a shame. And it's easy to roll your eyes, but look at what he did. 5,316 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, only six INTs. They've had a ton of rotating injuries throughout the season. He has been the constant. Chris Godwin's done for the year. Antonio Brown's not on the team. Ronald Jones already got ruled out. Cyril Grayson is doubtful. It looks like they're going to get Fournette back, which is great. They have old, reliable Ron Gronkowski. Mike Evans is banged up, but he's tracking to play. But it's about Brady. Brady has been elevating and using the pieces he has to get it done. He's the one that comes in with a mountain of experience. And I think that that made the difference when they played the Eagles earlier this season. I think that makes the difference on Sunday. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers deserves to be the MVP. So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with Bruce Arians. And what's, um, he's only thrown like three interceptions this year, I think, right? Aaron Rodgers. I know it's not been many. I mean, He's been spending a lot of time polishing his tinfoil hat. I mean, hey, you know what? But it's working for him. I mean, dude's been been phenomenal. I, I don't uh, – I do think Brady probably ends up winning it just because he's whatever he is. I feel like he's 50 years old, 40-plus, and he's just once again just completely dominating, and it's a little bit ridiculous. Where are we at here? Why I just can't wait up? for a couple more weeks to see the – Packers walk into the NFC championship game as overwhelming favorites and have Aaron Rodgers shit the bed again. Interesting. He did not throw as many touchdowns. as I thought he did 37 to four with his touchdown to interception ratio. So Brady definitely had better numbers. I wouldn't be a, wouldn't be surprised if he gets to be. Yeah. I mean, it's because Grayson's out in this one. Who's got, who stepped up with the Antonio Brown thing. It's going to be interesting. I mean, again, Mike Evans, he's, he's really good. It's going to be thrown to Le'Veon Bell and Cameron Break by the end of the game. I know. That's just insane to think about. I I forgot that Le'Veon Bell was still on that team. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be interesting, too, because I actually think the the Eagles, you know, I've talked about this before, so I think their defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. I wonder if Slay 
is going to be matched up at all with Evans. Now, I don't know how good of a matchup that will be. Slay has been decent this year, and I think he's, he's – I don't know that he's as big as Evans. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head how big he is. But Evans, with the way that he dominates in the red zone, I mean, Gronk, I think Gronk's going to be the one who is going to be the big factor in this game because Kyle C. in the comments saying that Philly is going to win. If you're a Philly fan, Kyle, like tell, tell me if you think I'm wrong here. The, I actually don't think it's Darius Evans. Slay think, is uh, six foot zero. And what's Mike Evans? Six three, six, six four? four, six yeah, five. So the the one thing that worries me, Kyle, about the the Eagles is like I think that they could probably somewhat slow down Evans, especially because he's still dealing with an injury. I don't know that their linebackers cover. <laughs> Gronk and so do they bring a corner back in on him because I mean you probably could with the fact that they don't have anybody else outside of Evans like I said they're gonna need one of those guys as Scotty Miller is he even on the team anymore like yeah he's like disappeared he's, he's been hurt but he is finally coming back uh to a little bit of health and god if there was ever a time for Tyler Johnson to actually show his potential oh, value uh it is now I you know when you're in the playoffs every team has a yeah. chance to win full stop. I mean, we saw that last year and I thought Washington had zero chance and they, they took him to the limit. However, if I'm betting on a coach, coach quarterback combo, I'm definitely taking Arians and Brady over Nick Sirianni, who I'm going to, I, you know, I said a couple of weeks ago, I thought he had actually done an amazing job with this team, but mm-hmm. we had some questions after some of those early press conferences and some of the, things that were going on. And I like Jalen Hurts. I think he deserves to get to be the starter going forward, regardless. You know, we we had a section on our show sheet where I put teams that potentially have quarterback questions. That wasn't one of the ones I included. I know what Dennis mm-hmm. is saying. I know what you're saying. I, I think Hurts has done enough with a team that had very low expectations that he's earned that right. I just don't know if it's their time yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. The only thing that worries me is – the world has become very much of what have you done for me lately? And yeah. that's my fear. Cause like, I agree. I've been saying it all season. I think Jalen hurts should be the quarterback. Me and you have talked about this multiple times throughout the season. Like, Hey, hurts should be the guy. I'm worried that if he goes out there and has a game like he did earlier in the season, and it's not a close game and Philly gets him. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed. I think this is going to be a close game regardless. But if they go out there and lose, I'm worried that the general manager and all them, like, you know what? Hurts just isn't good enough passing the ball. We've got to get somebody else. And because mm-hmm. they have the draft picks, I don't, it'd be different if they only had one first round draft pick and everything. Like, okay, do we really want to use that on a quarterback? Cause I'm with you. This team is, you know, no, I, I don't want to offend Kyle because I can clearly tell from the comments he's an Eagles fan, but I don't know that this team was, whether they're that good or at least they were not expected to be that good. Many people had them barely having more wins than the Giants to start the season, and they're in the playoffs. They've been one mm-hmm. of the better teams in the NFC or the NFC uh, East. The only other thing that worries me, too, is if you look at their schedule, they're 0-7 against teams that are in the playoffs. They've literally lost to every team that they, that are in the playoffs or have a winning record. All of their wins came against teams that lost now or had losing records. That being said, same thing was said about the Browns last year. They beat the Steelers in the first round and they took Kansas city to the ropes too. I know Austin loves to say, well, Chad Henney was in the second half. 
they were kicking field goals in the first half and keeping Patrick Mahomes out before he got in. So now granted, I don't know that the Eagles defense is quite as good as no, I actually think the Eagles defense is better than what the Browns is last year. I don't know the offense is clicking the way the Browns offense was last year. That being said, I am actually going to take the Eagles to get the win here. I, I think Hurts There's is going to There's always up. one upset, so somewhere along there, yeah. you got to pick at least one. I went with the Raiders. So I'm going with the Buccaneers, and so is Dennis. But there's only one game in this wild card weekend that I think is potentially going to be a blowout. This isn't one of that one. Yeah. No, yeah, I think this is going to be very, very close. And I, I just think – I feel like this is going to be it for Hurts. Like, he's going to step up. He's going to do something great in this game. I think they're going to keep it close. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette likely back for the Bucks as well. So I think they're going to try and run and just play good defense. I, th- I wonder if the Eagles are going to try and do the same thing here. And, and I think that somehow Jalen Hurts does just enough to pull out the victory. Well, you know, the NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for in this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, this is the other game that I'm really looking forward to this weekend. The 10-7 San Francisco 49ers coming to Arlington to play the 12-5 Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy G started slow but rallied in Week 18. Does look like he is going to be the starter. What do the 49ers need here to pull the upset? Yeah, I think, you know, they're going to need to block. Uh, Part of the... Success for Dallas this season has been what Dan Quinn has done with that defense, getting opportunistic turnovers, particularly from Trayvon Diggs, and getting pressure and stuffing up the run, particularly with rookie linebacker Micah Parsons. For the 49ers, you know, they faced a pretty ferocious defense in the Rams last week. They were getting really pounded in that first half managed to right the ship and come back. I don't think they want to dig themselves a hole this week. Jimmy G has got to play clean, not throw, you know, he threw some really errant passes last week. Fortunately for him, Matthew Stafford did the same thing. They were able to come back and win. That can't happen in the playoffs. Yeah, I I'm very curious to see if they end up putting any kind of plays for Trey Lance in there because of what he could do with his athleticism. But for me, it's going to come down to what you mentioned to begin with there. It's going to come down to the lines. Can San Francisco's line keep Jimmy G up long enough for him to get the ball out? We know that Kyle Shanahan's offense, they like to get the ball out as quickly as possible. And he's got the weapons to do it. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. 
Will they use continue to use Debo in the run game? You know, how how good is Elijah Mitchell going to be? He looked good last week in that first game back. Trey Sermon is now back and healthy. And from everything they're saying, looks like he's going to be used some as well. That's going to be the key for me is can the Cowboys stop the run? Micah Parsons has been an absolute beast this season. So that is where I am looking forward to watching for the 49ers side. On the Cowboys side, they had a strong season. Um, you know, you just mentioned can the defense step up there against the 49ers. What about Dak? Because you're kind of like the resident Cowboys fan as well. Um, he's kind of had a shaky second half of the season, I think is fair to say. He was really good to kick off the season. He's had a couple good games here. The Washington one, uh, obviously five touchdowns in the first half as well. Uh, that was also the Washington game as well. Five touchdowns last mm-hmm. week as well before they pulled him like, He's had some really good games, but he's also been kind of shaky. And San Francisco has a very good defensive line as well. Yeah, and so, you know, I I think they they need their line to be there and be healthy. And we've seen when when Trayvon uh, Smith has not been there that that's, you know, really hampered what Dallas can do. They need to get that line in shape. They need to be able to hold up. But Dak has had a – it's Tyron Smith, sorry, not Trayvon Smith. There's too many T's. Um, they need to be able to keep him clean and upright because when they have, he's had an amazing season. He set the Cowboys record, finally knocking uh, the worst announcer in the history of professional football out of the Cowboys record books with his single-season performance there. He's still got great weapons in Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. I love what they're doing with Dalton Schultz. Cedric Wilson looked on point last week uh, to the point where I think he might be an interesting stash since we know Gallup probably won't be back with them. They've made the most out of that. The other big thing for me is they – you know, I think the real problem for the Rams last week against the 49ers was they simply could not get anything going on the ground. 21 carries for 43 yards for Sony Michelle. We've seen Elliott and Pollard struggle at times. They have got to do better than that to balance things out. Yeah, that uh, is going to be interesting. I wonder how much more of Tony Pollard we get in this one because Zeke, you know, I don't know if it's still the knee injury just because of how much he was used early on, and maybe he has faded a little bit here down the stretch the past couple seasons, but he has not looked good, and I think they're going to have to run the ball a little bit. Uh, While the San Francisco 49ers secondary is not great, I do think that that defensive line is going to be able to bring some pressure on Dak, and we've seen Dak hasn't really shown the willingness to run the way he has in the past as well. Uh, So Tony Pollard is kind of like the key guy for me on the Cowboys side. Well, they do a lot of dump-offs to him, you know, in those games that he's been good, he we know he can be explosive in the run game, ripping off big runs. It's been good for the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a very, very good game. I, I've i been going back and forth no. about this, like, all day, and I'm taking the 49ers because why not? I, I, I think that uh, they've got a, a decent team. Trey Lance is going to come in and do some – some one crazy thing I think that's going to help flip this for the 49ers and Debo that that is my biggest thing actually is Debo I don't know that the Cowboys have anybody who can cover him I love Diggs and I love what he's doing I don't know that he can stick with Debo and with Kyle Shanahan and just his offensive mind I think they're going to find ways to get Debo even more involved and, and that's going to be the game changer as it has been really down the stretch for the 49ers yeah, and I think that one crazy thing's going to end up being a pick six. 
But I was disappointed the Cowboys got the 49ers because, you know, I liked the 49ers. I wanted to be able to pick them. I think this is the game of the entire weekend uh, for me. But I picked Dallas preseason. I'm sticking with them. Dennis also picked the Cowboys. All right. The game, we're not going to uh, – let's just be honest. We're not spending much time on this. The 9-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers at the 12-5 Kansas City's Big Ben – and it seems like all the Steelers rosters say that they're just lucky to be there. And they are. We should be yeah. getting Justin Herbert in this game. They definitely um, are lucky to be there. They're lucky to be there and they don't stand a chance. So let's just go out there and have fun, I believe, was Big Ben's quote. Do they stand a chance? No, you know what? I really don't think they do. Um, they lost on December 26 to this team, 36 to 10. And it wasn't really that close. Najee Harris hurt his elbow last week, really limited him in that game. He hasn't been able to practice all week. Their best hope was probably to play incredible defense and grind the clock out. I don't see that happening with Benny Snell. I think it's going to be closer than 36 to 10, but I don't think Pittsburgh's ever really going to be in it. And I will say because of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is such a good coach, and I have so much respect for him. I think he's going to get that defense coached up in a way that's going to keep it closer. I think they're going to do a little bit of different things on offense. The one thing, because I did watch that game, obviously uh, it was a fantasy playoff game for us. I had Deontay Johnson going in a big matchup and Najee going in a big matchup for me in that game. So I was very closely watching because the person I was playing against had Tyree Kill, and that was, for those who don't remember as well, it was also the game Tyree Kill came back off COVID and did absolutely nothing in this game, and they still won 36-10. to That being said, I think... The biggest thing that I remember about that game is Big Ben had a lot of turnovers in that game, and he really played bad now that he has not played really great to begin with the rest of the season. But I do think, as Kyle said, I was just about to bring this up, Kyle, but thank you. Najee was a full participant in practice, so I do think he's going to be okay. I think they're going to try and rely on yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's his first day practicing. True. I mean, true. And you saw last week. I, I don't. I'm not saying he won't play. I just yeah. – last week – after he took a couple of hits, they had to mix a lot of Benny Snell in there. I, I think that they're going to change up their game plan a little bit and try and keep this more of like a run defensive game. And while I mentioned that Tyree Kill did not play in this match at the first time, or he did, but he was still feeling the effects of COVID, he is also now dealing with a heel issue and has not really looked like the same player we saw earlier in the season. I don't think he's going to be fully healthy. So I think the big thing is going to come down to who then beats him. Do they let – I can't remember who it was. It Was uh, was it Nicole Hardman, I believe, that had the big game against them? In that Byron game? Chris Kringle. Byron, remember that? That's right. Because yeah, it was the day after right. Christmas, all the fun. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see what that secondary does. Um, and then I do think that they'll be able to keep Kelsey a little bit in check here. I do think that – I mean, there's really – the Chiefs are good. Like, we probably don't need to preview much. Of, I mean, I guess the, the defense has struggled. Like, do we – they struggled, the picked only, it back up, uh, kind of struggled a little bit. Like, are they back to a point where we think they're one of the better ones in the AFC? Yeah, that's the only thing I, you know, they need to, when they were on that eight game winning streak, they were playing really well. And they, you're right, forced a ton of turnovers the last time they played. They had sort of, they sort of got exposed. I wouldn't even say their defense got exposed. I feel like Steve Spagnolo exposed himself against the Bengals with some of the, yeah. the choices. I like Deontay Johnson. He's not Jamar Chase. Neither oh, is yeah, Chase yeah. Claypool. So that's probably less like that. And that being said, they 
they got gashed at times last week against the Broncos and Drew Locke and that running game. So they do need to get the defense going a little bit better. Um, but I still think the only thing that worries me about Kansas City is I don't know if it was their their fans or somebody. They've created this meme about Ben Roethlisberger's retirement party Sunday night, and it's all in Kansas City colors. Those kind of things can sometimes bite you in the ass. While I yeah. still think Kansas City wins by 20, that's worrisome. That's a level of uh, hubris yeah. you probably shouldn't roll out. The uh, karma's, karma's realistic, and I do believe that the football gods don't always smile smile fr- kindly on you for that. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Drew Locke and the Broncos thing. That's where I think Najee and, and you mentioned, like, Benny Snell's probably going to get a lot of run in this as well because of, of Najee dealing with the injury. My biggest fear is like I don't I don't trust that Big Ben's going to be able to push the ball down the field. He hasn't shown it all season. I think that's how they can get beat. That's why I I think that the Steelers are going to keep it close. And again, a lot of that is just out of pure respect for that is a good defense and Mike Tomlin. But I'm picking the Chiefs to win. Uh, I think they probably get it by ten to fourteen points. But I don't think it's a blowout. I just don't think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, and Dennis and I both picked the Chiefs as well. All right, then the Monday night football game, the 11-6 Arizona Cardinals at the 12-5 Los Angeles Rams. What do the Cardinals need to do to compete in this game, and is it another late-season fade? Yeah, you know, so I found this. uh, There's a tweet. um, It looks like Matt Mitchell, um, old boy Uncle Mitch on Twitter. I had seen this uh, earlier. Cliff Kingsbury has had a serious losing streak to end every season he's had as a head coach going back to 2014 when he was a college coach. In 14, they lost 4 of 5, 15, 4 of 5, 16, 6 of 8. 2017, lost 6 of 8. 2015, lost 5 of 5. 2019, his first year with the Cardinals, they lost 7 of 9. Last year, they lost 6 of 9. And one of those three wins was the uh, Hale Murray. And this year, they lost 4 of 5, including last week. I think that's concerning. DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. Um, Connor and Edmonds both look like they're tracking to play, but both of them are still beat up. Rondell Moore looks like he's tracking to play. He's beat up. I like Christian Kirk, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. I like Zach Ertz, but he's gotten a little older. I like Kyler Murray, but you don't always know what you're going to get from this combination of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And I was excited they were able to make it into the playoffs, but the way that they have played down the stretch after starting 7-0, and they went 4-6 and the last 10. It gives me great pause. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about it. When they were going 7-0, and most of it was because Kyler Murray was healthy. So was DeAndre Hopkins. They got hurt. Team fell apart. I do think some of that, too. T.J. Watt uh, – not T.J. Watt, I'm sorry, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt gets hurt. A couple other injuries on this defense. They haven't quite looked the same and as dominant as they were earlier in the year. Uh, I, I'm with you with, with the Cardinals here. I mean, I'm glad they made it. I picked them to make the playoffs last year. Did again this year. Uh, I think that they're just – they're trending upwards – but I am also starting to get a little bit worried about Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm going to give Dennis credit on this because he's been on that from the beginning. Did not think that Cliff Kingsbury was going to really work out as an NFL head coach. I mean, I think he's worked out, but I don't know if he's that guy to take you the next step, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think he's a very good coach, but I, 
I think he may be lacking that final step to get his team over the hump. Matt Stafford has been up and down as well of late. What do the Rams need from him in this playoff game? Yeah, and Stafford, you know, ended up finishing the season with 17 interceptions, which isn't great. Eight of those came in his last four games, including seven in the last three games. Um, We mentioned he was in a little bit of a funk. Really struggled in a couple of those games that they were able to come back and win despite him. Last week, he started strong, and it seemed like maybe he's turned it around through a couple of interceptions in that second half, and they weren't able to get past the 49ers. He needs to play a cleaner game, and I think also the Rams need to get that running game going. Sony Michelle had been on a tear, which had really helped that offense last week. Could not get anything going, but... You know, Von Miller said he thinks this Rams team might be more talented than the 2015 Broncos team that won the Super Bowl. They need to act like it on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I don't mean any disrespect because obviously you're a fan of the Broncos. They had Peyton Manning, who was at a down part in his career at that point. Um, they won that Super Bowl. I don't disagree with them. I mean, clearly the Rams have gone all in to win a Super Bowl with within this season, if possible. But I'm with you. They're not playing like it at all. That, it is, especially on weird. defense. You know, you have Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, among others. We're not seeing that defense dominate. And at times I feel like it puts way too much pressure on the offense. Yeah, well, I think some of that is because the offense is not doing what they're typically doing either. Like, I think the defense has been so successful the past couple years, it's crazy to say because Jared Goff was their quarterback. They were scoring so many points, the defense was able to just pin their ears back and go get the quarterback, and they could play a little bit of, like, looser, maybe a little bit of, like, gambling on defense, but a lot of times they got home with their with their defensive players and everything and have made the right plays, where now these games are tighter, and I wonder if those guys are playing tighter as well because they don't want to make a mistake. I mean, let's be honest, we've seen this before, though, in the past two. These teams put together these super teams. It doesn't always work out. I mean, it worked for the Bucks last year. But you go back to some of these other teams where they brought in all these high-end free agents. It doesn't always work out. Um, and, and Stafford, I think, has been a big reason why. He's just hasn't looked like the same guy. And I, I really seriously wonder how much of that is Robert Woods. Like, I know Cooper Cup has stepped up in an amazing way since Woods went down and been one of the best wide receivers, not just for fantasy, but in the NFL. I mean, dude's an absolute beast. But for whatever reason, it just seems like that offense is not clicking the way it was when Robert Woods was there, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with Odell, but I'm sure Skip uh, no. Skip Bayless will blame him. Blame Odell. I think Odell's has been pretty good considering the point in time yeah. when he came in and joined that. He's been pretty reliable. It's just you get these weird hit or miss. It's like the entire career arc of Tyler Higby. Sometimes you're like, that dude's a top ten tight end, and sometimes you're like, is he still in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's never used. Um, he It seems like he's never used as the, uh, my goodness, what is the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the tight end position, which is just insane to me. So, like, I was just looking here. And, uh, again, Odell has been better than, like, I think we give him credit for since going to L.A. I mean, 81 yards, 28, but got a touchdown, 77 yards and a touchdown, then only seven and one catch, but then 37 yards a touchdown, 39 and a touchdown. Like, I know that's not the Odell we we – we used to know back in the beginning of his year when he, career when he's a hundred plus yards on a touchdown, but getting 50 to 80 yards in a touchdown like that matters for NFL teams. That's a consistent performer. So I'm with you. I mean, and granted they also target, like if Matt Stafford throws the ball 50 times, Cooper cut gets 48. 
targets. So like it's you know it's not easy to do. I hate defending Odell on everything because I feel like I do that every time we talk about it. But I don't think he's the issue uh, with the team. Uh, that all being said, I, I just think right now they're the better team. So I'm going to take the Rams to win the game. Yes, Dennis and I took the Rams too. I think the real interesting one is if the Rams win, there's a strong chance they're in Green Bay next week, and that's going to be a fascinating matchup. Yeah, because that's one of the teams I think could actually beat Green Bay, and Green Bay was my pick to not just make but win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm very intrigued to, to see that. So that will do it for us today. Again, you guys still have time. Uh, if you guys have a chance to listen to this before the playoff games kick off, Go on Twitter, search at Nighthawk7734. You can search at RoundTableFF. We have the the sheet up there you guys can put in. Winner will get your choice. It can be Roundtable swag, Campus to Canton swag. Hell, I might even let you pick a couple things. We'll see what happens. We've got some new stuff, some new products coming as well to Campus to Canton's uh, stuff that I can't quite mention yet, but there'll be some other stuff. So you don't even have to choose right now. You can be like, I want to wait and see what the new stuff is and pick one of those. Is it it a fat head of your face? Because that's what I need for my wall. I'm going to put it back there. It may be somebody. Can I get the Felix Sharp fat head for my back wall? We need to have some Felix Sharp, some Felix Sharp, uh, you know, petty Felix. (laughs) What is uh, what's another? I meant it as a nice way. You uh, you've taken it dark. Uh, no, just... no, it's not a that's that's Petty Felix. It's a great segment on Debbie Debate on Wednesdays. You know when he likes to victory lap a running back who finishes like the seventieth fantasy running back, but because he led like the Big Ten in yards per carry, he's that's a win or whatever. So and Felix is never going to oh. listen to this, so it doesn't matter. But so you have you have until two o'clock Eastern tomorrow, yeah. two p.m. Eastern to uh, to get those in before I close things out, and then you know maybe Matt will make it happen. You can get that Felix. Felix I, I, all it takes is for me to create just one little graphic and. We can we can get some Felix uh, Felix Sharp uh, memorabilia going as well. well. I'll get him to sign it for you as well. Uh, yeah, so that uh, make sure to check that out uh, so you guys can get in on the playoff challenge. If you do have any questions about it, you can reach out to one of us on Twitter. We'll explain it to you really quick. If you do want to do it, it's just literally you pick. You can only have one player from each team, and and then yeah. you get the points based on how long they go. No so negative we, points. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about it on Monday, and then we talked a little bit about the players we had on some of the teams here today as well. So. Everybody enjoy the weekend of football. We'll be back on Monday to recap all these. We will also, now that with Dennis coming back, we'll talk a little bit about rookies as well, some some rookie profiles for the quarterback. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your pop on ready. Do you got your pop on ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Oh, they tackle him at the point of line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs>